This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Chevrolet racing plans revealed. Cam Waters on his supercars resurgence. Lee Diffie previews the Indy 500. Plus, big plans for Little Winton and Tim Blanchard on his crushing comeback. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. That's the sound of the scoop trailer backing up to unload a big exclusive. It's Chevrolet Racing's plans to win the hearts of Holden fans when the Gen 3 Camaro replaces the Commodore in supercars from next year. In his first major interview, Chevy Racing Chief Chris Payne reveals details of how General Motors will keep Holden's racing heritage alive under the Bowtie brand. The headlines, no primary factory team, Holden to get a big supercar send-off, gold versus blue to replace the traditional red against blue rivalry, and Gen 3 Camaro's bespoke LTR V8. Payne also addresses the impact of Wagenshaw's defection to Ford. Now, there's a lot to get through as Payne breaks his silence on how and why GM Australia New Zealand is going racing in the wake of Holden's demise. First off, Payne confirms there'll be no Chevrolet racing team replacement of the storied Holden racing team. There won't be a factory Chevrolet racing team in Australia, but we have uh, an incredible level of support to uh, the Chevrolet racing brand from all of the, the, the teams, the current teams that have chosen to come across to Gen 3 Camaro. Um, and uh, we uh, are very optimistic about how we can bring their efforts together um, as a, um, a group of passionate and well-resourced people who can carry on from the Holden traditions. Will there be factory support at some level for all the Camaro teams? We, we support the teams in various ways, um, and those details, of course, are, are commercial in confidence. We won't talk about those, but um, we support them, and we have a very high level of um, support from each of those team owners. So, no Chevrolet racing team, as it were, but Triple Eight has been your homologation team. Does that mean they'll be your number one team, or will that be earned by whomever? Well, we have a uh, sponsorship arrangement in place with Triple Eight for our AC Delco brand, uh, and that does sit alongside uh, the long-standing uh, ambassadorship, if you like, that we've had with Craig Lowndes as well, and we use that extensively throughout our, our business. Um, but all of the teams are treated equally in respect to Chevrolet Racing, our support. Payne outlined how GM performance in the USA is heavily involved in the development of the Gen 3 Camaro. Um, a significant amount. The, the, when the uh, Gen 3 rule set was announced, uh, GM North America have been very involved in the development and the design of the, the, the bodywork for the vehicle, of course. Uh, as well as the powertrain division working on the LTR V8 engine. So 
Um, we continue to have that support from Jim Campbell and the team in North America. And uh, we are definitely now considered here with supercars going to Gen 3 as part of the global efforts by uh, GM in motorsport across uh, NASCAR, IndyCar and supercars is considered part of that GM global effort. He also explained the genesis of the unique 5.7 litre LTR V8 that will take on Ford's 5.4 litre Coyote. Well, there's a significant number of production-based components in it. Uh, the block, of course, is the centrepiece. It's a bespoke racing block, the LTR block. Um, and we would like to think of it as being a, um, a hero product almost in our lineup of our, our powertrain offerings. So we have plans to um, uh, evolve the, the offering of our, our crate engine business here in Australia, uh, which has been a very substantial uh, part of our business based around the LS platform for many years. Um, and now we pivot that to the LT platform, LT1 and LT4 supercharged. Uh, and the LTR supercar engine is effectively the, the hero of that range going forward. According to Payne, the delayed official farewell to the Holden Commodore racer will be celebrated at the Bathurst 1000 and the season-ending Adelaide 500. It's a significant moment for us to recognise that for the fans and for the many teams and drivers and sponsors that have been involved in that success. Uh, we're very proud of being uh, custodians of that history and uh, you'll see we have some uh, uh, marketing initiatives, activations and support, particularly around Bathurst this year, uh, as well as the uh, Adelaide 500 uh, to, to send off Holden in an appropriate way. So... To the elephant in the room, GM's reaction to Holden stalwart team Walkinshaw and Dretti United switching to Ford from next year. Well, to be honest, we, we had the courtesy of being notified in advance um, and we respect the uh, incredible contribution that the Walkinshaw group uh, and family have made to the Holden brand uh, for well over 30 years. And uh, the first time that Tom drove a Holden was at Bathurst in 88. Um, and um, there have been many, so many achievements by so many people that have contributed to the Holden brand over that time. Uh, so we are now focused on Gen 3 and the teams that are aligned with us for Chevrolet Racing. And we look forward to the competition in, in 2023. But is it a blow to have lost? team with so much GM heritage? I think it's a blow to the fans. Um, I, I, I think that in the, in the history of the sport, uh, from a Holden perspective, there are probably three, what I would call, what I consider tumultuous moments. Uh, one would certainly be the, the separation of, of, of Peter Brock from Holden. Um, the second to me would be the, the uh, uh, switch from Craig, uh, Craig Lowndes from Holden to Ford and subsequently of course came back and now this one and I rate it right up there in, the, in, the, in those three. For the whole interview with Chevy racing boss Chris Payne, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday. So moving on, at the Winton Super Sprint, Ford Fly Cam Waters broke through with two wins from three races in his monster energy Mustang. 
Waters leaped into title contention by outfoxing defending supercars champion Shane Van Gisbergen twice. Now, that rarely happens, and the Cam Slam bodes well for a looming championship fight. Waters spoke with Tanea McLeod from our sister podcast, Girls on the Grid. Cam, after an up-and-down start to the year, you must be stoked to get two wins here in Winton. Um, yeah, definitely been an up-and-down start to the year, but the guys have done an amazing job to chip away at the car and, and make it more and more competitive. And you know, We had a good Perth, and now this weekend, um, to win two races, two poles, is, um, yeah, it's incredible. So super, uh, super happy to um, you know, get my first round win as well and um, have a weekend like we did. And Shane mentioned in the presser that you're now a championship contender. You've moved up to third. Just hunt is on sort of thing? Uh, yeah, 100%. We um, probably weren't in the hunt unless we got the car sorted, and I think we're getting there. I want to go to one more track before I say we're in the hunt, but um, you know, there's a bit of a gap there, but I think if we can have a car that's competitive all, you know, for the rest of the year, then um, yeah, I'll get on the hunt and try and chip away at that lead. Do you think Darwin will be strong for the Tickford cars? I hope so. It's um, a track we've been up and down in the past, so that's kind of why I don't want to get super optimistic. We're going to be in the mix for sure, but um, yeah, if we're going to have a weekend like we did this weekend, um, I'm not really sure. This has been Tanae McLeod reporting for Parked Up Plus. Next stop for the supercars is next month's Darwin Triple Crown. At Winton over the weekend, a lot of rumbling about the two-day format. Most teams don't like it, and there's a push to go back to three days at all Super Sprint events. Two days for supercars was designed to save money, but the reality is that the V8 teams are underutilised on the Friday. They're all there doing nothing. It compresses the weekend into an unholy scramble on the Saturday. Now, my information is that the cost savings are minimal and there's also the aspect that the lack of pre-event coverage is damning. So two-day events are set to be scrapped next year with provisional practice on the Friday reintroduced. Also, more murmurs at Winton that September's New Zealand return is dead. However, Supercars insist talks are continuing to overcome the increased cost of air freighting the field to Auckland. Now, really, this event is on the edge, although the chat at Winton raised the prospect of dropping Sandown in August to accommodate Pukekohe. Bad idea. Sandown is a series icon and, in fact, if getting the field across the Tasman and back is too expensive, well, shift it to New Zealand slot and return the Sandown 500. Bringing back the pre-Bathurst Enduro has many more gains than returning to New Zealand. However, it seems the teams want New Zealand back more than they want Sandown in any form. Our bet is that, well, still, that supercars return to New Zealand will be put off again until next year. More after this short break. Racing cars need racing fuel, and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. 
our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend, and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. The biggest motor race in the world will be run early Monday morning, our time. It is, of course, the Indianapolis 500, and three Anzacs are contenders. Brisbane-born Kiwi Scott Dixon won pole position for the 106th running of the Indy 500. Dixon's resurgence from a poor start to the IndyCar series season underlines the capriciousness of the 500. Almost anyone in the 33-car field can win it, including Australia's willpower, starting from 11th on row four and triple supercars champion Scott McLaughlin, who's way back in 26th on the ninth row. The Indy 500 will be shown exclusively in Australia on Stan Sport, taking American network NBC's coverage. And leading the commentary will be expat Aussie Lee Diffie. He's the first foreigner ever to call the race. I spoke with Diffie after qualifying for his take on what we can expect. Oh, Mark, we couldn't uh, ask for it to be any better at the conclusion of qualifying with, with Scott Dixon in the dramatic way that he won his fifth uh, Indianapolis pole position and, and set the second fastest uh, qualifying speed of all time. Uh, really quite dramatic scenes and uh, the way that he had to uh, eclipse the mark set by his teammate and the current champion, Alex Pillow. So if, if qualifying is anything, uh, I think the 106th running of the Indy 500 is going to be epic. Well, it's certainly good news for fans down under. And of course, you know, further back down the grid, but Will Power, a former winner also, he's got to be in contention. And I don't know, what do you think about Scott McLaughlin? I mean, plenty of people have won the Indy 500 from far back. Look, I think Scott has had a, um, a terrific month of May. He was just in the wrong place at the wrong time uh, on Saturday, on the first day uh, of qualifying, where he... Uh, he and his team chose to go out a second time to try and get themselves into the newly formatted qualifying procedure of going from, uh, you know, where the field is established from 13 to 33. They had the fast 12 and then the fast six. And Scott knew that he could have made it into the fast 12 and there was threatening weather and the conditions had just changed so much when he went out. And I think maybe the team had put a little bit too much downforce on the car and the speed just wasn't there. And he plummeted from 15th to 26th. No reflection on uh, how good he is or how capable he is here. And I think it's going to make it tougher, clearly, starting back in 26th position. But the way that he drove here last year and the way that he's been driving this year, uh, I don't think there's any reason why Scott can't be in the mix next Sunday. Much more from Diffie in Parked Up on Thursday. He'll be reconnecting with his mate and former Supercars commentary colleague, Neil Crompton, who's jetted off to Indianapolis for the big race. Now, Compton isn't going there for, you know, some sort of TV project. His trip is just because he loves that event. Among other Aussies who will be at the famed Speedway will be Supercar's 
rising star Brody Kostecki, who, of course, cut his racing teeth in the States. Okay, Formula One and more also featured on the weekend. Here's Grant Rowley with his wrap-up. Max Verstappen took a dramatic Spanish Grand Prix victory in Barcelona and with it, the lead in the World Drivers' Championship after Ferrari rival Charles Leclerc retired due to power loss. Verstappen himself also left the circuit but recovered to lead a Red Bull 1-2 as Sergio Perez finished ahead of Mercedes driver George Russell. Australian Daniel Ricciardo finished 12th. Also in the Formula 2 support events, Jack Doohan secured second in race two. Qualifying for the Indy 500 took place across the weekend and Kiwi Scott Dixon took his fifth pole, just as Lee Diffie had said, with a speed of 234 mile per hour average. Will Power will start from 12th and Scott McLaughlin 26th. At Winton, the Porsche painted Dixon Carrera Cup Australia Championship entered its second event in support of the Supercars Winton Super Sprint. With two race victories, Harry Jones held off David Russell to take his maiden round victory and the championship lead. In the Haltech V8 Super Ute Series, David Cedars took three wins out of the four, driving his Mitsubishi Triton to secure the round win in only his second round since his return. Series leader Aaron Borg won the opening race and continues to sit at the top of the table. Cody Brzezinski took the honours in the Battery World Aussie Racing Cars, following two-thirds and a first. Tom Heyman was second, and Lachlan Ward took third in what was a close-fought round. In Formula Ford, Sonic Motor Racing Services dominated the third round as 2007 champion Tim Blanchard returned to take a clean sweep of race wins. Second for the round and now leader of the series is CHE Racing's Jimmy Fusnick, while Blanchard's Sonic teammate Valentino Astuti rounded out the podium. I spoke with Tim Blanchard after his clean sweep to talk more about his return to Formula Ford. Tim Blanchard, three Formula Ford races and three race wins. That just couldn't have gone any better. Uh, yeah, very good weekend, obviously. Um, but yeah, absolutely love being part of uh, Sonic and Formula Ford again this weekend. Uh, bit of a blast from the past. Had a great weekend here in 07 and a great weekend this weekend. Um, yeah, the, the guys kept me pretty honest in that last race, um, which was, was good fun. Uh, but yeah, always happy to have three wins. Now, you'd said from the top that uh, the Walter Hayes Trophy over in England was something that you'd like to compete in. You just wanted to see if you could do it. I think we've all seen that you can do it. Yeah, it was probably a little bit of an aspirational thing to do uh, that I really want to do over the next year or two. But uh, after this weekend, I've probably have got, got to have a bit of a closer look at it and see if the dates align. But, uh, yeah, it's an event I'm really keen to do. And like, like I've said all along, I absolutely love racing Formula Ford. And uh, if I can get over there and do it, um, yeah, I'll definitely be doing it. And in sports sedans at Winton, Starting at the rear of grid in race one, failed to stop Jordan Caruso from taking the round victory, driving the John Goulet-built Audi A4. Caruso took two race wins, with the other taken by title rival Stephen Tomasi in his Holden Calibra. Tasmanian Alex Williams finished third in his Mazda RX-7. In NASCAR, Ryan Blaney took victory in the all-star race in Texas ahead of Denny Hanlon to take home the $1 million prize. And on the dirt, Kelly Rovenpera claimed his third FIA WRC victory in as many events in Portugal, while in WA it was a Bates Fest with Harry Bates and Lewis Bates taking wins on Saturday and Sunday. 
That's the racing wrap from home and abroad. I'm Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus. After two seasons away because of COVID-19, Winton Motor Raceway in Northeast Victoria wants to stay on the supercars schedule. The weekend's event was a return to the club-owned track promoting the meeting. Its deal with supercars is an option for another two years. Now, there's been a huge change of management at Winton and also sister track Wakefield Park. It's all now led by motor racing veteran Rowan Harmon. There are plans to resurface the Tristing Winton track at a cost of up to $1.6 million and improve amenities. Winton really is the little regional track that punches above its weight. It should be enshrined on the supercars calendar. Finally, back to Chevrolet racing. Outside supercars and drag racing, what about a triple eight run C8 Corvette GT3 in the Bathurst 12 hour? Well, here's Chevy racing boss, Chris Payne again on that prospect. It's an enticing opportunity. Uh, something we'll have to look at very closely. Early days on that idea right now. Uh, I can tell you though, we are definitely moving into uh, drag racing. Uh, we, we have in, uh, in uh, production now a uh, GM designed uh, Camaro body going onto our Pro Slam drag car, which is uh, part of our AC Delco sponsorship with Fabietti Racing. Uh, and that, that race car will debut later this year and compete in the 23 season and logically sit alongside our efforts with the Camaro uh, silhouette in Gen, in Gen 3 supercars. A, a C8 Corvette GT3 in the Bath of 12 hour run by Triple I can't believe that, I can't believe that that hasn't been seriously discussed. Uh, not as yet, uh, but uh, something that will definitely be on the radar in the future. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a logical thing to do, wouldn't it? Uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, lot of time to go by before we can uh, uh, get our hands on the, on, on the GT3 Corvette. Um, and uh, there's a lot of global interest in the car uh, from many, many customers in other countries. So we'll have to look at that closely and, and make a decision um, uh, at some time in the future. Yeah. My bet is that come 2024, there'll be a triple eight run C8 Corvette on the Bathurst 12 hour grid. That's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley and another special guest on Thursday for more discussion and debate on local and international racing. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. 